0: everybody, this is Tracy, and I'm delighted you've joined me for this episode of Good Life Stories. I created this podcast because I believe we are all seeking connection. And what better way to do that than through story? So get ready. These stories are meant to suck you in. Welcome to Good Life Stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Good Life Stories. This is your host, Tracy Crowley, and I'm so excited today to have my good friend, Rory Miller, joining me today. Rory has been a fascinating human in my life for a long time. And the first story I want you to hear from him is about uh, his first transatlantic adventure on a boat. It got a lot of laughs and it sounds like it was a lot of fun. So here we go hey everybody welcome to good life stories this is tracy i'm your host i'm sitting here today with an old friend of mine rory miller who's lived in my opinion a pretty amazing life so uh, thanks for joining me today rory
1: Ah, <laughs> it's good to see you
0: so i love sitting down and talking to people about their life stories you know and yeah. I think for me, like one of the things that was pinging around in my head about you was your more recent adventures on boats. Yes, and I realized, like, I don't know, like, have you always enjoyed boating? Like, I don't know anything no. about that about you. Like, what have you because you've been helping people with boats? So, tell me what you've been
1: doing with boats recently. <laughs> it, it, it's all recently. Um, one time when I was 16. Someone we were, we were okay. I can't tell any story straight, so I got to circle around. <laughs> um, it's okay.
0: Did, you can circle did your, all,
1: all you want. <laughs> did your high school have something called a senior sneak? Um Yes. Okay. So ours was special. So the whole time to, to teach us how to do business and stuff, your class to do bake sales or whatever, our, yeah. School was so small that we'd accumulate whatever we got over the four years. We would spend it on a senior trip. And I had a graduating class of six people. And our, our <laughs> homeroom teacher, our student advisor, for want of a better word, had come from San Diego. So we did our senior sneak was a week in San Diego. Which for a lot of us oh, first time awesome. seeing the ocean. Yeah, it, it was. I'd never been to California before at all. It was, and this was in, um, I graduated in 81. So this was when you could drive through LA and the, and the air was Brown. So we made it to San Diego and, uh, uh, Mr. Hoffman, our math teacher, math and, and science teacher was the chaperone and he loved sailing. So he rented a couple of two man boats for us to have one day of, or one afternoon of sailing. And that is all of my sailing experience. Yep. It's 40 odd years old, <laughs> um, one afternoon. <laughs> yeah. And then some friends of ours uh, who, you know, not going to us out the names, yeah. but um, they yeah. had a catamaran commission for them in South Africa and they needed one more person to, to make up the crew to bring it back. There was going to be a hired captain, yep. the owners, and they wanted one more person. So they sat down and thought, "Okay, who's crazy enough to do this and has a lot of free time?" And so they called me. And <laughs> check, check. <laughs> yeah, and um, and I actually thought because Cammy has been in love with sailing. She sailed a lot. She loves the ocean. And it's like, "Oh, let's go!" And she goes, "Are you crazy?" Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I'm crazy, and wound up crewing or helping crew the boat from uh, uh, Saint Francis Bay, South Africa, to Fort Lauderdale. And that was my first real sailing wow. trip. Yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. But I'm fairly good at following orders, and I was too stupid to know what was dangerous. So I'd be, you know, hanging off one <laughs> foot on on top of the cabin trying to shove the sails into the sail bag or untangling ropes <gasps> and not knowing that I could be dropped off in the ocean at any moment. It was just... Yeah. And very difficult to retrieve. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's yeah. If you can find them, you can retrieve them. But if you make a little bit of distance, it's hard to find something as small as a human and something as big as an ocean. So, yeah, yeah. So, did you guys
0: hit any crazy weather on the way across? Like, what was kind of the highlight of
1: that? It was okay. It was a great time, but all adventures are based on things going wrong. And pretty much everything that could go wrong went wrong. <laughs> it was it was a shakedown cruise. It was a maiden voyage. And it was across <laughs> the South Atlantic diagonally. So um, it, if you want the whole list. Um, the first thing yeah. is uh, before we'd even gotten there, because we had to take it from um, St. Francis Bay to Cape Town to do all the paperwork to take it out of the country. So on, mm-hmm. on that, that short little day trip, uh, I'm sitting there going – Okay, the 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 wind meter here says the wind's coming like this, but those strings that you tie off the mat say it's going like this. So I think that there's something wrong with the wind meter, and it was all a uh, you know shut up kid. You've never been on a sailboat before. That's just dumb. And then right. they they got it into into where the marina, and it was like, oh, there's something wrong with the wind meter. So we had to go recalibrate that. <laughs> And then the FLIR camera that's supposed to look out <laughs> to make sure you don't run into a, you know, a whale or a sunken cargo container or something um, is pointing right at the deck. So you can only yeah. see people standing on the deck. So I had to go up in the Boson chair and, and adjust that. <laughs> uh, then the, the funnest, um, we'd only been out to sea for like a day and a half. And I'm, um, I'm on watch. Everything bad that happened happened when I was on watch. And it was one of those, like I clearly course. had nothing to do. Everyone was pretty sure that I was doing something, but they didn't know what. So right. sailing, everything's going yep. smooth. Everything's on autopilot. And suddenly the boat just makes a chunk noise and starts spinning. And I'm trying to grab the wheel. I have no idea what to do. Oh, uh, no. Dunbar, the captain comes running up. Like, what did you do? I go, oh, oh no, I didn't touch anything. I was just, and so he, <laughs> he reset the autopilot and everything's going fine. And it happens again, but this time it's not on my watch. So they're, now they know it's not me. It turns <laughs> out that goodness, when, yeah. <laughs> when they wired it, whenever the um, the toilet in the master cabin flushed, it turned off the autopilot. They got the solenoids too close together. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. Next thing <laughs> that went wrong. So we're, we're out at sea. This is supposed to be – and that was another thing. Uh, the guy that, that helped design the boat, that bought the boat, that owned the boat, is a very, very yeah. smart – guy. And when we originally gave it, it was going to take about three to five yeah. weeks. Okay. It was eight weeks. So, um,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's ocean time. It's very <laughs> different. Anyway. So we're out there. We're, um, yes. a week out of South Africa and the, uh, engines quit charging. The, the alternators quit working, quit charging the electrical system and everything on this boat is electric. So without the engines, um, yep. we it, it had a really good solar array, but you know, three days of three cloudy days, we'd be dead in the water, no navigation, no communication, right. no nothing. So that was the next thing that went wrong. So that was every morning, like getting up and, and washing all the salt crystals off of the, uh, the solar panels to maximize their efficiency. And, uh, but we wound up putting it right. to St. Helena to get the part. And St. Helena is one of the most remote habit- inhabited places in the world. I think it's like fourth most. So remote. where
0: is, where is St. Helena? It is like
1: halfway is between it? Africa and South America. It's in the middle of the Atlantic. It's a volcano that just popped up in the middle of nowhere and um, had been, you know, there for millennia enough that it had a little bit of soil and some birds. And then humans came and pretty wow. much ruined it. You know, the humans are the ones that in imported mosquitoes and rats. and But right. it's this, Tiny island. I want to say it's like six miles by eight miles. It's got some of the most wow. diverse. It's like desert, desert beaches, cloud forest, all in a small place. There's one small settlement that runs up a creek, super narrow canyon, because that's basically the only place they could build. It now has an airport, yeah. but it didn't for years. The only contact was the, the monthly mailboat. And now it's got a. Right an airport but it's on top of a plateau in the middle of the ocean so it's half the flights get canceled <laughs> anyway so we got in there looking oh. for a spare part or trying to order one to get there and we waited a week before we gave up and decided to finish the last on sale so the next thing went wrong is the cars are the they're plastic on this boat uh the the guides that take the main sail up the mast that was i'm yeah I'm sitting on deck, on watch, and hear this crack, 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 crack sound, which I know is not a good sound. I have no idea what it means, but oh, I know no. it's not good. And all of them snapped. Right. They just, you just know something's breaking. They, they unzipped. Oh, no. So there was one surviving one. We rigged, rigged that, and that yeah. worked for raising the mast once, and then that one broke. So we had no mainsail oh, for the rest of the trip. Let's see. Electronics oh, no. mainsail. We put into a... Some islands off the coast of Brazil, no I don't ask me for names. I can't remember names for shit. Um, That's okay. Just,
0: islands off the coast of Brazil is going to be yeah. enough for me. <laughs> well, they're supposed yeah. to have the most
1: beautiful beaches in the world, and they were pretty amazing. And um, you know, little baby sharks in the in the swimming area, yep. and um, the largest pod of uh, permanently living dolphins in the world but you weren't allowed to go anywhere near the dolphins and the dolphins came close to you. You had to jump out of the water that people on watch to find you. Right. Um, So it was was super gorgeous, (laughs) but you couldn't do anything with the fact it was gorgeous. And then from there up to, um, uh, Barbados and we hit some, uh, the, the worst weather we hit was in the Caribbean and there's, um, backtracking a little bit. There's also, um, have you been at sea enough to see a phosphorescence? Yes, okay. so it's I, in in the Caribbean yeah. before where I'd been I'd seen the glow, but on this trip, there were places and one night I had all of them at once, but there were little sparkly things like fireflies in the phosphorescence, phosphorescence. Yeah, there was the glow yeah. in the wake. And then one of the things we're, we're used to on shore, you know the waves come in and they're very rhythmic. Um, out in the sea, yeah. they can come in chaotically from all directions, and so sometimes they crash, and the white would have um, would glow. the The white part of the crashing waves. Wow. One of the things that I had always puzzled me was how Poseidon was the god of the sea and horses. I didn't see what the hell that had to do with each other until I saw a wave crash, and for one moment there was a glowing green horse coming out of the, out of the waves wow. is gorgeous. And, oh, and another thing if, that was, you know, I, I can kind of figure out in my head, but when you cross the equator, now Orion is upside down. Yeah. And it, it just looks, yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so we got to St. Helena, we were leaving St. Helena, Brazil, and then up to, um, Barbados, which for some reason Barbados, I was, want to yeah. call Trinidad or, um and that's, you know, sea turtles just kinda hanging out. And yeah. but when we got ashore, that's when we noticed that the the mainsail halyard um had frayed to a ribbon. It was it's you're supposed to check those for, for a oh, year. Yes. And in in I think at that right. point we're at six weeks of sailing or seven, there had been an exposed screw inside the mast and it had torn it to shreds. Oh. So anyway. The only other thing on the trip that made it kind of adventure, so I, I, I don't have a sleep cycle, so I would take the crappy shifts. So I, yeah. I'd, I'd take the, the helm from midnight till six in the morning. And then I get up yeah. and it's like, we'd have breakfast around seven because one of the crew would cook, you know, whenever we felt like it, we just cook for everybody. and We tried to have breakfast and dinner together. Yeah. So I go and, and write because that's my day job. So there's a cabin and behind the cabin there's an exposed area of the boat. Um, so I would sit there on the little mm-hmm. on the little sofa doing my little typing. and we got uh, my wife tells me it's called pooped, but we got we hit a, a freak wave that turned us and then had just huge wave come <sighs> straight up the stern. And so it's the boom hit. I saw my coffee cup in the air and I caught it. I was very proud of that. And the next thing I know I'm completely <laughs> underwater. Yep. My laptop's underwater, I'm underwater, and I'm submerged, and it's not it's not submerged, it was actually a wave, but I couldn't tell. <laughs> but just long enough to start thinking, oh my right. god, do I wait this out and hope we rise to the surface or should I start swimming? And then the water <laughs>
0: came right. down.
1: But obviously my laptop did not survive. So
0: No, no.
1: <laughs> and there were there was one section but your, co- in the but your coffee cup did. <laughs> yeah. Coffee cup is fine. Um, but there's one section of the Caribbean where we were getting uh, the waves so bad that, uh, that they were coming from all directions. And they were four meter seas. So yeah. from the bottom of the trough to the top of the trough was oh, about 13 feet. Um, and we were in the middle of that and just... And even the captain was getting seasick. I It turns out oh. that I... In order for me to get seasick, I have to eat something greasy, has to be rough seas, and I have to try to read small print. Ah. Other than that, I'm pretty much immune, which <laughs> I had no way of knowing because it, it would have been horribly, horribly right. miserable trip if I had been seasick.
0: Yeah. <sighs>
1: okay, so there are a bunch of little stories in here, but one of the dumb ones, um, I didn't get sea legs the whole time I was there. I, I could jump from the boat to the dock and... <laughs> No problems at all, and both of the the owner and the captain got sea legs really bad. And yeah. so I, I was I was teasing yeah. the shit out of them. You know that just happens to people with weak minds. You know, just toughen up a little bit. You'll get over it. Yeah. <laughs> a week after I got right. back, I got sea legs retroactively. <laughs> so I, I wake up in the middle of the night. I, ha- I have to pee. <laughs> I get out of bed and I start just all wobbly. I can't. And you know it's like. Am I having a stroke? This is this looks exactly like their sea legs, but right? I have no reason. <laughs> what had happened? It was because came back in January. The goats had just had a baby, yeah. And my wife had put a baby monitor out in the goat barn, and so it was a stormy night with the wind yeah. there, and and my my ears had heard. I had heard subconsciously all the sounds like I was still at sea, and. Got out of bed. My ears were telling me I should be adapting to the boat and there was no boat to adapt to. So.
0: Right. No boat.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Not a stroke.
0: Oh my goodness. That's crazy. That's Thank goodness. It was a good trip. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So you guys safely made it, safely made it back up.
1: Yep. Would you
0: go do something like that again?
1: I did. Um, one of my friends, uh, would you do
0: it again? Like, like, like crossing, did you cross the ocean again?
1: No, um, uh, but we took a, uh, one of my friends retired from federal service and he'd had a dream. He had a sailboat. He's yeah. an avid sailor and he wanted to sail it down to the Bahamas and his wife couldn't go with him. So she kind of assigned me to make sure he made it there in one piece. So I got a sail with one of my best <laughs> friends from, yep. from DC down to the Bahamas. Not, not as long a trip. It actually took longer because oh. we we did most of it That's interesting. in the, in the waterway, um, but it was fun and then Cami was able to meet yeah. us there. So I had some lovely nice. swimming and snorkeling time with my wife in a tropical paradise.
0: That's hard to turn down. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: <laughs> hard,
0: hard to turn down. Oh my and goodness.
1: It's it's weird because most people do. And that, that's one um, one of the reasons I went to Iraq, one of the reasons I took the trip is when I was really, really little, my dad had a great opportunity. He was he'd been a yeah. a crew boss at Brooks Scanlon, big logging company that was down in Bend. And someone recruited yeah. him to go take over a logging plantation in Indonesia. And he was so excited. I'd never seen him so excited and happy about anything. And the last minute he decided yeah. it wouldn't be safe to move his family to to a place that remote. And so he turned down the job. And for the rest of his life, you know, whenever he was drinking, he would talk about how much you regretted that decision and so this is this is one of the Uh, it's been a guiding thing you know if i get an opportunity am i going to kick myself for the rest of my life if i say no
0: yeah yeah exactly exactly well i mean i definitely feel having known you for as long as i have that you've definitely lived lived that so far so keep it up Thanks so much for listening to Good Life Stories. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit our website at goodlifestories.com for more show notes and additional episodes. Please subscribe and consider rating and reviewing the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to help others connect to us. What do you know with a good life story? I would love to hear from you. Good Life Stories, creating connection. One story at a time.